The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Now, ta-da! I'm living proof, baby. Miracles happen. How about that? You laugh, Alan, but Google's bailed me out of a lot of uh, things. I'm telling you, I had muscle cramps. It said, eat walnuts, almonds, and bananas. I've been, you see, I've been eating them like crazy. No cramps! Who needs doctors when you've got Google? <laughs> this is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it is, and it's a Thursday, June 17th. Welcome, everybody, to uh, Canada's daytime sports talk show. Here we are in the bunker. And I say hey to our American friends and Canadian sports fans around the world. It's episode number 508. And a big one today. Uh, RP here. Moose DuPont there. And uh, what's with the hoodie today? It, it's fashionable, but... It's cooler than it was yesterday. 21 was, degrees Celsius as I drove in here today. Yeah, so it's comfortable. It's pretty nice temp. It's pretty nice. Temp. I got the shorts on. Um, but I, can, I, I like the heat, and I can usually handle uh, warmer temperatures. They said in Vegas it was over 40. 45, 45, they said on the broadcast last night. I'm here for that. When you can <laughs> see the heat waves in the sky, like I, I can handle that. I I'd like be that. all about that. Yeah, I'm into it. Hey, by the way, my boy Bob Marier, sober coach to the stars, is watching. Hey, Bobby. He says, outside was a T-Mobile was a home game for the Blue Blanc Rouge. Bob, stop it. (laughs) I told you what Bob was saying the other day on his Instagram story. Sober coach to the stars out of Montreal. Yeah. He says, I feel so alone here at T-Mobile. Guess you're not alone anymore, eh, Bob? Uh, by the way, coming up on the program today, Mike Morreale, the CFL great, Ticats great, who's now the commissioner of the CEBL. Their season's tipping off in mere days. And Justin Bourne of Rogers Sportsnet, the son of NHL great, Bob Bourne from Netherhill, Saskatchewan. Bob Bourne is. We're going to talk to Justin about these Stanley Cup playoffs and all the rest. Uh, those are the guests, and let's just let's jump right into the pool, Jordan, please, with the uh, quick six show topics. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Bob's waiting for this down in Vegas right now. So Montreal beats Vegas last night 3-2. Uh, the series is now tied 1-1. 
Where do I go from here? I have I've mentioned that I feel dirty cheering against Carey Price because I love him so much, but I'm still a Vegas Golden Knights fan. And he didn't necessarily have to go into God mode last night. He was great. Some really great saves, right? Those ones where everybody thought they'd scored, that Vegas had scored. Oh, yeah. Then they roll back the video. Oh, wait, he got a piece of that. Yeah, it's Carey Price. But he didn't win them the game. Vegas didn't have a good game. They couldn't hit the net. They couldn't score on the power play. I texted my brother. I said, Patches has a hole in his stick. How many times a patch already whiff or shoot wide? Oh, I know. It happens. It happens. So it's 1-1, and they're going back to Montreal in that set. Uh, but I'm not nervous. The best team will always win a best-of-seven series. You know that, and Vegas is a better team so, hey, I'm happy for Montreal. I, listen, I love looking at that jersey. The white is just as nice as the red, the beautiful sea. I'm happy for them. But they're not going to win this series. Right now, that's all I have. What do you have on, that, on the game last night? A couple of things. The red eyes. Whoa, oh, wait a minute. Gosh. I wanted to say that. Jeff Petrie, <laughs> I thought he was hurt. All of a sudden, he's playing a 200-foot game as a defenseman. Zing, zing, zing. I'm watching him controlling the game going, I thought he was hurt. I thought he was blind. <laughs> Can't believe what you read in the media, I guess. Seriously. Like, he <laughs> looks like a Marvel villain, you yeah. know, in a, in a superhero movie. It's insane. But you know what? It just seems like there's no ego in that Montreal room. And they've got things no. sorted out. The leaders, the veterans are there. The young guys doing their thing. And, you know, they don't need to score a lot for Kerry, for them to win. They got Kerry Price, and um, he'll do his thing. And he's laughing in a one-goal game at the end. Like, the guy never feels pressure, it feels like. No. He never looks worried. And for Vegas, I mean, they need somebody other than their defenseman to score. That's just the end of it, right? They need somebody other than the D-men to find the back of the net. And they will, but wasn't happening last night. And uh, tough one. Montreal got their split. We're going to have a series. Yeah. I had eyes like that in Vegas once, too. <laughs> so I just kind of wondered, wondered if those were Vegas eyes that Jeff Petrie had last night. But I'm just telling you, he, he looked great. I see Ryan McCarthy is watching in Saratoga, New York. He says, YouTube's down again. I'm joining the Facebook side. Good day, everyone, from sunny and cool Saratoga, what? New York. Yeah, YouTube's down again. So thank you for informing us of that, Ryan. I appreciate it. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rumors of the Montreal Canadiens' death was greatly exaggerated. And I see Jen at the Four Seasons Sports Palace. Uh, she says, Good morning, crew. Montreal looked better, or was Vegas that bad? Vegas, it wasn't a good game for the Vegas Golden Knights. It, it happens. It is kind of hard to keep the pedal to the metal the whole way through. So we got a series. And then I got to move on. But I will say this. YouTube's down. We're not on Game Plus TV because we've been bumped by... Oh, we are? Well, Clark's telling me we are on YouTube, so I don't know what the heck. I'm, I just sit here and talk. I'm not the tech guy. But anyways, I got all these guys there, and I was telling you before the show, writing me going, who at Game Plus can I email about you guys not being on, being bummed for gaming? I'm like, oh, here's Sean McCormick's email. <laughs> Write him. He's the head of programming at Game Plus TV. All the people that have written me complaining about us not being on Game Plus this week are hockey guys. And dare I say, older hockey guys. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Guys that aren't going to go to watch on Facebook. They're sitting out in Western Canada, Alberta, BC, and they're just used to watching Game Plus every day on their cable. They're not going to go to Facebook or YouTube, all right? So it just I thought it was funny that it's the hockey guys that are upset, and that's it. Um, I'll get to your comments first, but this is the, uh, or later, sorry. This is the warm-up proudly brought to you by E-Call Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. I'm not going to spend as much time on point two, which is Tampa Bay at the Islanders tonight. What more needs to be said? 6 p.m. Mountain. Of course, I'll be watching. Series is 1-1. Point three, Ross Stripling loses it on the mound last night in Buffalo. Blue Jays and Yankees. You saw it, right? Jays were up 2-1 to the Yankees, and Joe Panic thinks he's going to hot dog it. Bare hand, a little bouncer to third. Nowhere near Vladdy at first base and accused the comeback for the Yankees. And Toronto has got to stop blowing games. I understand what everybody's so mad about. It's it's turned into a trend, not a fad, what the Blue Jays are doing. Right. But stripling, I mean, tripping all over himself in the post-game news conference. He lost his mind on Joe Panic. You saw that. I did. Wasn't good. Everybody's ripping Ross Stripling for doing that. I got a little more patience for him than most, I think, in that who hasn't lost it in the heat of the moment? And Ross Stripling had, does not make a habit of doing that. So, And remember what the Jays, when they uh, swept a series here a while back, they said, we are family? Yeah. Have you ever lost it on a member of your family? <laughs> what time is it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and when you don't mean to and you feel bad after. But- right. That's Ross Stripling. We can still be family. It, it reminds me of the Ovechkin on the bench, too, when he did that after the, the bad overtime goal. Yeah. Um, you want that. Like You should be upset when, when guys make mistakes and hold people accountable. It's just unfortunate that it happens publicly, right? You don't want to publicly shame somebody for a mistake, but um, you know he owned it. and Immediately. Immediately owned it. But it was a bad look. It was a bad look on him to, to lose his cool Well, like no, that. no, no. It's not a good thing, and it can't continue. It's like Mike Smith in goal for the Oilers gunning his defenseman for a turnover or something. It's like you can't, you can't do it. I'm not excusing Ross Stripling, but at least can we give the guy a second chance? It was a heat-of-the-moment thing. Yeah. That's our take on that. Point three, because there's a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. Uh, CFL stuff. A lot of things here. A.J. Gass stepping down uh, as Edmonton Elks assistant coach yesterday for personal reasons. We wish him well. There is not just a report. Rough Riders GM Jeremy O'Day saying yesterday that the Riders and Bombers are discussing joint practices. And it's got a lot of people saying, what are joint practices? It's a fancy term for scrimmages. That's what it is. And I guess I heard the Stampeders and Elks are planning the same thing. And so what do we think about that? It all seems great, right? You're going to get your, the geographical rivals together. and They're going to have preseason games against each other because they're not allowed to have preseason games. I hope they can. And I wouldn't think, you know, I talked to Dunk this morning, and he's like, I think that's probably going to happen. They're talking about it. It looks like it will happen. But you, under, you have to understand sports people, and they, they're not wrong. You're going to have BC sitting out there in Montreal, the guys that don't really have cousins geographical cousins let's just say bc they're gonna go well we don't have anybody to have a joint practice against it creates a significant competitive uh, competitive imbalance 
I don't have a problem with it, but this is just how sports people look at things. So I just wonder if Randy Ambrosi will put his fist down and say, everybody has joined practices or nobody has joined practices. I don't know if he'll do that or not. And secondly, from the health authority people from province to province to province, it's like we already said you can't have preseason games, so why are you doing this? But I wouldn't think the teams are talking about it if they didn't think they could do it. I'm all for it. I don't know if it's going to be in Mosaic Stadium or at the U of R field or at Libel Field, where the minor football teams play. But I'm just examining it from all angles. You know they're going to try and find some loophole to be able to play, to get ahead and get a look at their guys. We'll see if it happens. Look, they do this in the NFL every year. Yes. Every single year they do this in the National Football League. Except last year, I don't think they did. Right. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, right in the middle of the pandemic. But they do this all the time. Um, And... I know for the Titans, I think they're going to have joint practices with the Bucks again, Vrabel and Brady. They have fun. And they go do their own thing. They take half the field. They do their own thing. And then they come together to do some drills. And, and they, you know, the Riders offense will go against the Winnipeg defense in one-on-ones and in some other drills. And there won't be any contact. It's not going to look like a preseason game. It's not going to look like a preseason game. They're not going to roll out there and just do a full scrimmage, but they're going to do their O&D drills together. They're going to do their yeah. skelly drills and all those different things that they do um, against each other. And it just gives you an opportunity to hit somebody else if they're in contact. There might not even be contact in these joint practices, but just an opportunity to have some, they call them live bullets, but to have these sessions against somebody different and simulate some of that, that game uh, atmosphere and what else is out there. I think it's fine. I think, uh, you know, BC's going to have to figure it out. They are. Not yeah. every NFL team does joint practices, and they seem to turn out okay. I see people writing in, and I get it. Okay, I, I misspoke. It's happened a couple times before. Tim Capper watching on Facebook says, Rod, Montreal and Ottawa can team up for a scrimmage. I forgot for a second how many teams there were in the CFL. So there's one odd team that won't be able to get their – joint scrimmage in with anybody, and you just named them the BC Lions. So is Randy Ambrosi going to go, deal with it, Rick Lollisher and Rick Campbell? Maybe he will. Yeah. But they're not going to be happy about it. And then another one here. Oh, by the way, the Prairie Mobile text line is open, 306-840-8777. And the last I looked, it's on a charger. So we'll get that in the break. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SAS mobility dealer. Vaccinations are a thing. I'm mentioning all the hurdles that the CFL faces right now. I don't think they're big, but there are still hurdles. And one is the vaccinations. There are some players that have told me not only do they not have one shot, they don't want to get a shot. And there's some conjecture in the NFL going on with guys that don't want to be vaccinated versus the guys that have one shot or two shots and how your life's going to be different. It would seem that we will be able to roll around bulletproof when we have our second shot. I think. I mean, the border's still closed. I don't really know. But there's a difference in the way life's going to go for CFL players, whether you're vaccinated or not, I guess is my point. They're not out of the woods here. And what did the premier of this province say yesterday? Did you see what he said? He said, we're not telling you to get a... A shot, if you want to gamble, go ahead with not getting a vaccination, but the prize isn't what you think. That's what Scott Moe said yesterday. (laughs) So I'm just saying, um, I've had players outright tell me they're not getting a shot for whatever their various reasons are. That can't be good for the CFL, I wouldn't think. No, and they'll have to make a decision on what that means, right? Because you talk about, and that's part of getting 
health officials to agree to a season and to letting fans in the building is that, look at our players are safe or we're up to 70% vaccinated. You know, maybe that'll include, you know, 70% of your team must be vaccinated. I don't know. Um, maybe they'll say, look at, if you're not double vaccinated, you can't travel or you can't, I don't really know where it's going to go, but it's not great. And they'll have some decisions to make on what they do with it. I don't know how the topic came up here, but I see Neil, Neil Shuchuk watching in white court, Alberta says it's only a matter of time before, uh, vaccinations are part of a player's contract. I could see it. Dean ticks. Watching in Green Bay, Wisconsin says the paper tickets are gone for Packers games now to e-tickets only. I see Jacques Dupuis in Ottawa says no more paper tickets only on your phone now. So that's too bad. We all kind of like I liked having that paper ticket. So they're gone. In my mind, something just jogged in my head. It's what if I don't have a phone? There are those people, right? And I remember being in Anaheim hosting a sports uh, trip down there. And after a Ducks-Oilers game, all the guys that were on my sports trip that I was hosting got Ubers and went back to the hotel. It was like two-mile walk from the Honda Center to the hotel. And so they Ubered it. And then there were some people that had to walk. And one of the guys on my trip was older. And he said to me the next morning, he's like, oh, I don't have a cell phone. I don't have Uber. And there was no cabs there. And I'm like... It sounds like a you problem. <laughs> it Sorry. does. It does. Get a smartphone, get Uber. Get a oh smartphone, get, get your tickets. <laughs> you got you to get with it. Don't get vaccinated, but then don't be upset when you can't play CFL football. Well, and here's an opportunity to upsell at the Ryder store, the Bomber store, the Ticat store is you'll start selling $100 e-readers are like little web simple web devices where you can just boop, go to your email yeah. and pull up your ticket but yeah that's that's part of it and you know what the biggest thing i'm worried about is like my phone dying because i'm on that thing taking photos and videos of the pregame festivities and like yeah. i can see the phone going down to one percent and being worrying about getting in that sounds like a you problem <laughs> it does doesn't it they'll be <laughs> selling chargers that? like crazy too exactly uh, we'll be back with Mike Morielli, the commissioner of the Canadian Elite Basketball League. The warm-up's brought to you by Ecall Electric. And uh, you're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds. Full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back, everybody. It's episode 508 of the RP Show, Canada's daytime sports talk show. Just ahead of CEBL Commissioner Mike Morreale, they announced yesterday, following the launch of its new OTT streaming service, CEBL+. Plus. The Canadian Elite Basketball League announced uh, Wednesday the launch of a new video series on the platform titled CEBL Weekly. The show will provide fans a rundown on upcoming CEBL games, latest news, rankings, analysis, interview features, guests, and more throughout the 2021 season. The first episode is set to launch at 11 a.m. Eastern on June 24th, the same day 
as the first game of the season featuring the Ottawa Blackjacks and Niagara River Lions. New episodes will be available every Thursday moving forward, so that's something to look forward to as we bring in our longtime friend Mike Morielli, the commissioner of The Loop. And, Mike, I'm nice to see you smiling. It's almost here, my man. Teams are practicing. We're ready. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better than I did for the last 16 months. So so that's good. I'm, I'm excited about the, just the fact that, you know, we, we're able to bounce some basketballs again and get players back on the court. Some of our teams are already into day two or three of training camp. Sask mm-hmm. is just around the corner. And uh, it's exciting times now. Yeah, I saw that. The Blackjacks are a few days in because they've had their media day and everything. And it's, it's, it's so exciting. Uh, I don't even know where to go from here. Other than, can you just tell me what the last couple of months have been like for you, Mike? Because I know you delayed the start of the season like by three weeks and then you didn't know what the crowds were going to be you haven't really announced what it is yet so you're sitting on some announcements here or what well i I think you know we're in a pretty good position now certainly in alberta and saskatchewan that the the thought of fans in the building is a realistic one and uh, if you look at some of the reopening plans in both provinces as july hits things open up and in some cases open wide up so what does that mean to fans in the building, their comfort level? Um, that's something we're working on now. Uh, you know, I'm happy to say we'll be the first league to, to welcome back fans uh, in this country. I know uh, in some cases there's been healthcare workers and in Montreal, of course, there's been fans for hockey. But as a, as a Canadian domestic league, it's something we're really proud of and really working towards. In Ontario, I, I think it's highly unlikely, um, maybe towards the end of our season, but probably beyond it. And in BC, we can hold out hope. Um, but just getting back to playing, getting into our market, something that we were told for the last, oh, since we finished our summer series that we couldn't do. Um, we just don't like to take no for an answer. We believed in, in the vaccinations. We believed in this country coming together to get them and to, and to help move us forward to returning to play. Mike, a lot of questions coming in from viewers here. And for those that just tuned in, Mike Morielli, the commissioner of the Canadian Elite Basketball League, is with us. He's going to read a couple of comments here. Jeff Scoggin says, hey, Rod, greetings from Dallas, Texas. Dean Tick says, he's in Green Bay, U.S. Open at Torrey Pines starts today. So, yeah, just everybody, it's a great time in sports. From Daryl in Toronto, for Mike, why did you decide to keep the Elam ending as a permanent staple of the CEBL, because we saw it last year in the summer series. And, Mike, I'm dumb. I'm just a dumb hayseed hick farm kid. I can't get my head around the Elam ending. Can you give me – can you dumb it down for a guy like me? I I can certainly do that. So the Elam ending is also known as the target score. It's been used in the last two NBA All-Star games. Most people remember it from uh, the celebration of Kobe's life where they added – 24 points to the leading team going into the fourth quarter that's that's the elam ending and you can modify it as you as you like so what it does is it in our case at the four minute mark of the the final quarter the clock shuts off whatever the score is at that particular point uh let's say it's 80 to 82 we add nine points to the leading score so the the target score now becomes 91 and both teams chase the target score there is no clock to hold you back other than, of course, the, the 24 seconds uh, shot clock. Uh, and, and everything else is back to basics. Next bucket wins. Every game finishes on, on a winning bucket. Every game finishes with a ton of excitement. And you don't get that bogged down last quarter where two minutes literally takes 30 minutes uh, in the NBA and the NCAA, et cetera. You know, the, the, 
the team is trailing just as fouls away, hopes to get people to the line to hopefully get back possession of the ball. And really, it's cheating the system. It's breaking the basketball rules to try and get back in a game. Well, the Elam kind of eliminates that. It's all been done through uh, Dr. Nick Elam, who's a member of Mensa and, and a lot smarter than me when it comes to data and numbers. So even from our summer series, he evaluated every single game, compared them to about four or 5,000 games he has on record. And, and then the data pours out, you know, time of possession, chances of the losing team coming back, what the actual time uh, elapses versus what it would elapse in an NCAA or an NBA game. And you just can't beat the data. Yeah, you know, this is a game that in sports survives on data. The beauty of it, you know, when we welcome fans back is that it's, it's a thrilling way to do it. It's very exciting. It's very wide open. It's very fast paced. And you got to be prepared for it. So timing was the biggest reason to fit in a window? Was it timing? It was it was a better way to finish a game. Timing okay. certainly has a lot to do with it because people, as you know, their attention spans are short uh, and getting shorter. So we play a FIBA game because you're in and out in two hours. Uh, and, and that's important to the way that we structure our games in the entertainment package. Yeah, no kidding. So this is what interviews like this do, Mike. Uh, William May is watching in Lloydminster. He says, CEBL, I guess I'll have to find a team like the Saskatchewan Rattlers. Well, I don't know. Look at a map, Mike. Uh, Lloyd's right between Edmonton and Saskatoon. So you could do Edmonton Stingers, the defending champions, but I would suggest the Saskatchewan Rattlers because they have the nicest gear in the entire league. Uh, Donald Mitchell is watching and says, so what the CEBL has done with streaming in conjunction with CBC has made the CFL-TSN deal absolutely Byzantine in comparison. Well, again, that's a $20 word that I don't understand, so we won't compare that to CFL-TSN, but CBC... It's gargantuan for you, Mike. Gargantuan, I would think, what it means for your league. Yeah, CBC was a partner that was really and is very important to us because they provide free access to basically every TV set across the country. And it's our way to establish our brand and showcase our brand and not have to make people pay for it. We, you know, we want to showcase what we do. We'll monetize our brand in other ways and over time, but we want to be accessible. It's an Olympic sport for CBC. It's a sport that is, you know, in popularity amongst teenagers, the, the fastest growing and the coolest and the, and the first among immigrants. And this country is shaped by multiculturalism and immigration, and that continues to grow. So CBC provides us with linear broadcasts, TV broadcasts, uh, apps or games through their app, CBC uh, Gem, through cbcsports.ca. And we do international deals uh, with CBC's blessing across the entire world. And we just launched our own media content platform called CBL Plus. And again, it will be free in Canada because we feel it's important that people can experience the type of game we play. And the type of game we play is unbelievable. It's the best basketball outside of the Raptors without a question. All our players are professional. All of them either play in the NBA, in the G League, at major uh, uh, college programs north and south of the border, as well as huge uh, big-time programs in European basketball. And if you look at the world rankings for basketball, the majority of the, the, the world rankings are with teams that have strong, or leagues that have strong, countries that have strong domestic leagues. And you know, this is what the CBL will continue to do for basketball in this country. Andrew Nielsen watching on Facebook says CEBL is a great product going to grow even more. And it is. And Mike, you've always been your enthusiasm's infectious, but I 
I just feel it off of you. And I just wonder how you guys in this tough time have been able to grow. Just getting onto the court last year was amazing in St. Catharines, and it was awesome. And now this year you're back for year three. How have you stayed alive and grown in a time where most leagues have not been able to? <laughs> Uh, perseverance, um, uh, togetherness, I think, uh, goal setting, I can throw out all those buzzwords. We just have no failure, uh, fair or failure, failure. Um, so if we're going to put our mind to it, we're going to do everything we can to knock down those obstacles in our way. And that's why we were the first league in the entire country to return to play last year. And I, I've said, I didn't want to be the first, we just happen to be, and we'll be the first league in the entire country to welcome back fans in some way, shape or form. Um, and the first league probably to play in most markets back-to-back seasons without fans. So what we're doing is just hard work. Um, it's a commitment to doing it together. We got the buy-in from our players and our coaches and our executives and our front offices across the league. And we didn't predicate any of this on fans in the stands. What's important to us is getting our players and coaches and support staff on a court to continue to grow this league and to continue to celebrate Canadian basketball. And we are, you know, growing on a daily basis. The game is growing monumentally across the country. And if the Team Canada, men's or women's, are able to medal uh, coming up this summer, that could be just another launching point for this league and for basketball in general. Bruce Simpson's watching in Edmonton, says great people working in the CEBL, true pros. There's no doubt about that. Mike, since I have you, um, is there a ratio in the CEBL? Somebody asked me that recently, and I didn't know the answer to it. Absolutely. Very proudly Canadian. We mandate 70% of our rosters are Canadian. We actually play north of 80%. So the the talent level, Canadian versus American versus international, is uh, inconsequential. It's, It's the same. We have dynamic talent everywhere. The players that play in our league play in, under major contracts uh, all over the world and come back at a downtime in their FIBA schedules to play with us. And they don't take they don't take plays off. They don't take games off. They're all ready to make the next step in their pro careers, and they leave us to join it, the same team or another team overseas, and then they come back again. So we found a, a destination to showcase these top players that have left us, you know, from NCAA to uh, Canadian college to overseas. We never see them again. We're bringing them back home and celebrating them. And at the same time, we're utilizing the U-Sports system to help grow the next uh, pathway for these, the grassroots uh, level beneath it. So it is a ecosystem that we work within and it's all headed up by Canada basketball. And we're all looking at the same common goal, which is growing the game. I'm going to ask you one more question before I let you go. Chris Bird's watching in Toronto. He says, Mike, there's another Canadian-based basketball league out there. Do you see any cooperation or collaboration in the future? Well, we really exist at two different times. Uh, They play in the typical winter season. They play completely different rules. Uh, They're not affiliated with Canada basketball. We are the official league of this country. We're proud of it. Our our mandate is is very different than theirs. Um, So have we spoken? Yes, of course. Uh, But we're on a trajectory that uh, and a path that we have blazed. Um, And I'm not sure it, it... it makes sense to to work together. I, I don't think at this particular time it does. We wish them all the best. And and truthfully, having a winter league and a, and a spring and summer league allows for more basketball to be played and more opportunities for players. So uh, the way it is right now is fine by us. We don't overlap or, or really interact in any sort of negative way. Uh, and we, we all serve the same purpose, which is providing opportunities. Another one. Adam Wagner watching in Halifax says... 
Mike, what's the chance of a team coming out this way? <laughs> I, I think there's a good chance. I, I think if you look at the trajectory we are on, we're going to Montreal in 2022. Uh, we are going to be another team announced in 2022. So we'll be at nine for sure, potentially 10. But if it, if it is nine, we will be moving to 14 to 16 teams in the next three to five years. And that includes places out east. It includes Quebec City. It includes Winnipeg. It includes Calgary. It include, includes another team in the Vancouver area and another team in, in the GTA. So uh, we, we certainly have a plan in place, and we already have a Rolodex of people behind all of those opportunities that want to see it happen. So uh, we'll just continue to work hard. I don't think we can ever sit back and think what we're doing is great and fantastic. You can't work hard at it. We're just going to continue to work hard, continue to improve. And I think what you'll see in addition to our domestic expansion and, and what's maybe missing here domestically, and it may just be the Canadian thing of how we handle uh, our sports and, and everything that's Canadian is we're probably more recognized internationally as a basketball league than we are domestically. So that will change, uh, but we're going to continue to grow our international side because that's going to take us all over the world representing this country under the CBL or team banners. And those are things we'll unveil in the, in the somewhat near future and some really exciting growth opportunities for our league. The uh, I think the one viewer that said earlier that it's a great product really nailed it. It's an awesome product. You guys are smart guys. All you got to do is just get it out in front of people, which is what you're doing. Jeff, the Stamps fan says, I propose the Calgary Towers for a team name. Hey, uh, that's cool. I like it. That's just... Let's get a team there and let's get rolling. I should just mention, I watched the documentary on the CBC a Saturday afternoon a few weeks ago. What they call it? Our game. That was pretty cool, Mike. The bubble uh, story. Yep. It, was, it was like the NBA in Canada. I thought it was cool. What'd you think? Yep. You know, I, I was really happy to showcase the behind the scenes. Um, and, and we left people out. I mean, there's so many people that are, are part of what we do. It's hard to condense you know, 26 to 40 days over 90 minutes. But but I think that, you know, Ward One, who put it together, did a fantastic job along with our people here. And it's just a, it's a peeling back of the curtains to say, hey, we got we got some really good stuff going on here, too. And um, you should take notice because it's important. It's a part of the fabric of the communities we play in. We want to engage with those communities. And one of the very big reasons we wanted to go back to playing in our home markets this year and, and we're not going anywhere. Uh, we're going to continue to grow, and you will hear of us, uh, whether we force feed it to you or just <laughs> as we continue to grow, it just things, good things tend to happen when, when you've got a good plan in place. Yeah, for sure. Well, we're covering the CEBL in our sports updates and talking about it every single day, Mike. So I appreciate the time today. I'll be looking for you at Sastel Center, and uh, good luck with tip-off here. Well, thanks, guys. Rod, you've been a great supporter of everything that I've had my hands in. So uh, <laughs> thank you very much, and, and, and best of luck. We'll talk to you, you bet. soon. Thanks, Kamish. Mike Morreale joining us from his uh, home office. We'll take a timeout and come back with a sports update. You're watching the RP Show, preempted from Game Plus television this week. Don't at me. But we are live on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. 
Welcome back, everybody. Clark saying in my ear, solo performance coming up from RP, and that's a fact. I don't know where Moose is. <laughs> he left. He's gone. Doing business, I'm sure. So can you handle it with me? I'm going to read some text messages here. If you got some comments, here, here's your chance. Just me and you. Um, on the Prairie Mobile text line, Ray in the six writes in. He says, hey, Rod, I have to admit, all the CFL talk lately has been positive. Starting to get excited for my Argos. I'm back on the CFL bandwagon. My knees are getting sore from Ray in the six. And that's what the CFL people were all saying. I'm telling you, they're like, they'll come back. And you're all back. So that's good. Maybe the pandemic hasn't hurt him at all. What did Darren Bombing say here yesterday from uh, CFL 360 and NHL.com? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. There's no doubt. We missed it. Brady and Saskatoon. And stay with me on this, okay? Habs fan, right? Hey, Rod. Habs with a big win. They ain't no slouch like you, Rod, made them seem. Now we go back to Montreal in front of 3,500 fans. That'll sound like 35,000 fans. I swear to God. We got a series and one that has shifted to Montreal's favor. Go, Habs, go. Brady, a little higher up on the text string here is you saying this series is over after the Golden Knights won game one for one. How about that? So don't come at me. Tired of it. Leonard writes from the 536. The Montreal Canadiens train has lots of room. LOL. Yeah, we'll get on it. And we'll take him to the train station. Choo-choo. Exactly. Speaking of, as we look at the sports update here, Carey Price made 29 saves as the Montreal Canadiens beat the Vegas Golden Knights 3-2 to tie up their Stanley Cup semifinal 1-1. Joel Armia, Tyler Toffoli, and Paul Byron scored for Montreal. Game three goes Friday at the Bell Center. If you were watching earlier, the sober coach to the stars... Bob Marier is an associate with mine. He's, he's writing me up all morning. He's watching the show right now. Montreal fans are annoying. And he's proving it. Leafs fans are annoying too, but for a different reason. Anyways, to the NBA. Both conference top seeds are on the brink of elimination in the NBA playoffs. The Los Angeles Clippers beat the Utah Jazz 119-111 last night to take a 3-2 lead in their Western Conference semifinal. Kawhi Leonard did not play due to a knee injury. Earlier, Atlanta took a 3-2 series lead over East top seed Philadelphia. The Hawks came back from a 26-point deficit to beat the 76ers. 109-106. Garrett Cole pitched eight effective innings. Pinch hitter Gary Sanchez connected for a two-run homer. And Araldis Chapman dodged trouble in the ninth as the Yankees held off the Blue Jays 3-2 in Buffalo. Marcus Semien and Kevin Biggio homered for Toronto, which has lost three straight in five of seven. Ross Stripling had nine strikeouts in taking the loss. And we addressed it in the warm-up. Ross Stripling losing his mind on Joe Panic on the mound for muffing that throw to first. Did you see the highlights? He tried to barehand it and complete, didn't just draw Vladdy off the bag. He was nowhere near the bag. And Stripling turned and yelled at him, but he did immediately apologize after the game. Heat of the moment stuff. Blue Jays are still family. Have you snapped on a member of your family lately? Who hasn't? So we're good with Ross Stripling. 
Jacob deGrom was pulled from a second straight start with an arm injury, but the Mets' bullpen stepped up to finish a three-hitter and a 6-3 win over the Cubs last night. deGrom left the game after three perfect innings with right shoulder soreness. And uh, Aaron Savali became the first pitcher with 10 wins in the majors this year. And Jose Ramirez homered and drove in three runs as Cleveland beat the Orioles 8-7. This sports update for the Tap Brew House and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I might do a Great Western Ultra moment here. I might. Unless you can entertain me with your comments and questions here. John in Edmonton, he's back. The one that was upset with the CFL schedule. He said, I wonder when the CFL will announce fans in the stands. It's a good question, and you see stuff's rolling out day by day by day, and for the most part, it's all positive. In the rectangle here yesterday, the Premier said they said full capacity for Ryder games. And things are rolling, man. So that August 6th game, Saskatchewan, B.C. at Mosaic Stadium is going to probably have 33,000 people there. And at Manitoba, just shot past us in terms of over 70% of people have at least one shot. So you got to think the Blue Bombers are going to be full capacity soon. Alberta seems to be on track. Uh, now they're all upset. I don't have time to go back and forth with the Habs fans. Wah, wah, wah. What else do we have? Allie Hicks, top of the morning RP show from downtown Edmonton. I wish the show wasn't preempted from Game Plus TV too, but Kevin streams your show to our big screen to watch the entire show in the evening. Go Isles, go Vegas Golden Knights, go Riders. Have a great day. Uh, yeah, if you were missing earlier, I, I found it funny. I've had a lot of people writing me saying, who do I talk to? Who do I email at Game Plus about you being bumped this week? I said, here's the email for Sean. Tear him apart. Let's get this whole country going on that we can't have the RP show bumped from Game Plus TV. And these are hockey guys, one in Lethbridge, one in Nanaimo, NHL guys. And I just find it funny. Jeff the Stamps fan says you want to know the definition of annoying fans Monday November 25th 2013 Rider Nation well we earned it you got to at least give us the opportunity after the greatest day in provincial history to let our our, our, uh, puff our chest a little bit because the potentially almost the worst day in provincial history was the 13th man incident in Calgary at the Grey Cup, which happened in your town. The worst day in provincial history, of course, was the humble Broncos crash. So there, no, there's no number two on that one. But yeah, after that Grey Cup in 2013, you got to at least understand why we went nuts on that one. We're going to get Moose back here. We'll jump into viewer takeover next segment. Whatever you want to talk about. Can we hear from some new people? Let's do that. On the way, Justin Bourne from Sportsnet, a veteran of the athletic. You're watching the RP show today on YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. The RP Show continues. Tell your friends, Moose DuPont is back. He's doing he's doing uh, business back there in the back. Ha! Ah, yeah. You having a good day? Having a great day. That's good. Yeah. How can you not? Live on YouTube and Facebook. No Game Plus this week due to Blast Premiere. Whatever that is. Let's look at the... Looks pretty entertaining. Yeah. I was watching a little. Really? The poll question here for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, which we have not even mentioned yet. Who will finish first in the CFL East in 2021? Isn't it nice to actually be talking about this stuff? Mm-hmm. And running away with literally 64% of the vote are the Hamilton Tiger Cats. On Facebook, they say 53%, Clark tells me. For whatever reason, there's a bug in Facebook today, and we couldn't get to uh, show you the results. But Hamilton's leading in both polls. But just on Twitter, Hamilton, 64%, followed by Toronto with 20%, Ottawa, 10%, Montreal, 6%. And it really muddles things up that the West has five teams, and there's only four options on Twitter. Do you ever envision a day that Twitter will add to their options for their polls? I don't know. It would make life a lot easier for us. Wouldn't it? Like, all CFL votes. Who's the coach of the year? Who's the most ascending player? And right? we have to leave somebody out. You can't and then leave... we look like jerks. <laughs> Why'd you leave me out of the poll? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? Like, it's tough. Some people love it. Yeah. There's only four options. So I'm checking the, the comments here because I said it's viewer takeover. Faye Lowther writes in, Rod, you know we love you, but I just have to say again, can't wait to see the best kicker, Brett Lowther, kicking. Go Riders, go Truro, Nova Scotia. There's room, Faye, in your heart for both of us, I think. Your son and me, I would hope. Why has it got to be one or the other, Darren? I know. That's the entrepreneur mentality. How about everybody? How about everybody? There's room for everybody. Uh, Ryan McCarthy says uh, in New York, says, I envision a day when there's an edit button on Twitter as well. Have you noticed that if you can now pay like $3.49 a month for a special edition of Twitter that allows you to, I think, edit your tweets and stuff? I'm not joking. I just had that sent to me the other day. And it wasn't spam. It wasn't a scam. Hey, there's, there's no edit button in life. Once you put it out there, it's out there. It's screenshotted, yeah, but you get, you get the point. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Probably worth it, I would say, for a lot of people. I feel like they're having a whole party in the comments section here from CFL fans that I'm not a part of. They're talking about merchandise and supply chains and ticketing. And if this is where CFL fans come to talk at a daily basis, I'm all for it. Right? I just have no idea what they're talking about there. Oh, yeah. Can we do the um, Great Western Ultra Update? How do you feel about that, Darren? Let's do it. And my guy, don't start yet, but I got my guy, Bob Marier. We're going back and forth. Sober coach to the stars. He's flying from Vegas to Miami right now. Still chirping me about the Habs winning last night. They're so annoying, Montreal fans. I know. Well, I'm still going to cheer for Carey Price. And that is the the topic of the uh, Great Western Ultra Update. You ready? (laughs) 
Let's go. We have a series. Actually, we have two. Both the Stanley Cup semifinals will go at least five games following Montreal's 3-2 win at Vegas Wednesday night. That affair is tied 1-1, as is the Islanders' lightning best of seven. Clearly, as a staunch Golden Knights fan, I was not in favor of Wednesday's result. However, I was in favor of Carey Price standing on his head again. The Montreal goaltender is the greatest goalie of our time. To be frank, I loathed a Montreal-Vegas matchup because I didn't want to have to cheer against Carey. But here we are. It feels like the Anaheim Lake BC product has been around forever. But at age 33, Price has a lot of years left. And they'll assuredly be spent with Montreal after this remarkable run the Habs are on. Are they a flash in the pan? Or is this the start of a years-long trend of the Canadiens being a contender? Who knows? But Carey Price remains the cornerstone of it all. And finally, GM Mark Bergevin has added enough up front that Carey doesn't have to go into God mode every game in order to win. In fact, on Wednesday, he wasn't overly special. He made 29 saves, and a lot of them were great. But Vegas can look in the mirror for why they were unable to go up 2-0 in games. They couldn't score on the power play. They couldn't hit the net. And Max Pacioretty had a hole in his stick. It happens. But the Canadiens are heading home to Montreal at dead even, which is a lot more than most can say when they spend a few days in Vegas. I still have the Golden Knights to win this series in six, but as I said, it's hard to cheer against Carey Price. So no matter how it turns out, it looks like a win-win to me. That's pretty good. How about about that? Well done. (laughs) Right on cue. I, I... feel dirty cheering against Carey Price. What can I say? I love the guy. I've always loved the guy. Back to the Tri-City Americans days, I called his games. Um, and I don't know how, though. I wish we could air this, the NHL edits TikTok video. I was blown away last night when I saw this. It was sent to me from a guy from CTV. How would you explain that TikTok video that was done by NHL edits? If they wanted to do a video showcasing Carey Price, how, gr- how great he is. And right. they compiled, like you see in, in, t- in videos, compiled some of the biggest media names, you know, talking about him. And we see this all the time when we watch documentaries, whether it's NFL films, documentaries, and they pull Colin Cowher talking about the guy. And they pull Dan Patrick. And yeah. they pull ESPN. And, yet, and so they had John Liu talking about Carey Price and coming back. And then they had you talking <laughs> about, you know, how Carey Price yeah. deserves a cup. And Mike Johnson. And they had all these names. But, it's unbelievable. You know, John Liu was first. And you were right there. Like, it was, it was cool that they'd pick our show. And we're at that level now, I guess. Well, I know the Game Plus guys were very excited to have been put in that group. Right. I guarantee that they were. So we're going to take a timeout. And when we come back for the second half kickoff of the Four Seasons Sports Palace, it's more of what you want to talk about. Please, would you please include us in your discussion? CFL fans from all across the country uh, are chiming in today. We didn't get into this joint practices talk. We haven't got into... Some of the things I wanted to talk about with the CFL, and we got big Stanley Cup playoff things to talk about. So, And Justin Bourne joining us from Sportsnet next, next hour as well. So stick with us through the break. We're coming up with Hour 2 on YouTube and Facebook Live. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.